This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, hi, partners, here we are, rounding up for Thursdays. Lori and Julia here on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. You can also find us on the My Talk app. Lori and Julia are here in the house. Got a packed show today. Lots to talk about. Here we go. We really, really do. And I mean, hello. Did you guys watch it? Well, I know you didn't, Holly, but probably Julia did. Some of the John Lewis, you know, he uh, had his funeral today in Atlanta and it was Wow. It was a tearjerker. It really was. Mm -hmm. He was just such an amazing guy. And I mean, it was. And then to see his all program was basically interrupted. And um, And to see, you know, three living presidents. Um, Jimmy Carter wasn't there because I think they just decided that because of his age. Yes. And there were people there and they were very, they were all far apart from each other and stuff. But it was very... Very moving. Do we have a little thing from, I think, do we have any audio on this? We do. Okay, let's just play that. And then we'll, even though it's already happened, we just checked in and in the, the you know, what do they call it? The the procession to the, they're to going the, to the burial ground. Yeah, the cemetery. Yeah. Cemetery, thank you. I like it, Jeez. a burial, a burial ground. ground. <laughs> I've been watching too much TV. Yellowstone. Oh my gosh, seriously. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Holly. In the city, he served for 33 years a final goodbye for Congressman John Lewis. Six days of tributes will culminate today with his funeral in Atlanta. Expected to attend three former presidents, Bush, Clinton, and Obama, who will deliver the eulogy. The service will be held in the church once pastored by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who helped inspire Lewis's decades-long fight for civil rights. And he truly was speaking out up until his final days. You know, shortly before his death, Congressman Lewis wrote one final message to the country, something that he wanted published on the day of his funeral today. So in that New York Times op-ed, he said that Emmett Till was his Breonna Taylor, was his George Floyd, writing to the latest generation of protesters, though I may not be here with you, I urge you to answer the highest calling of your heart and stand up for what you truly believe. In my life, I have done all I can to demonstrate that the way of peace, the way of love and nonviolence is more excellent, is the more excellent way. Now it is your turn to let freedom reign. And, mm. and, and, you know, the New York Times, it does have a paywall. You get like five free articles. Um, and, uh, I just like a couple of weeks ago subscribed to the New York Times, but, but we I've can't already, find her password. I've anywhere. already misplaced oh, my password. I'm like, Roy, print it for me. She's like, it, I it's on my, my phone, but it's really a powerful, powerful op-ed. And I love yeah. that because he knew he had he, stage four cancer. Absolutely. He knew he was dying. And the headline is together you can redeem the soul of our nation and you know it's really inspiring and and President Obama gave a passionate eulogy uh uh talking about condemning voter suppression which of course John Lewis 
you know, fought for President Bush was getting people loved what he had to say. Of course, President Clinton, he goes way back uh, with John Lewis. And it was uh, Jennifer Holliday. She sang. Um, it was super. It was super a beautiful moving. gospel song yeah. that I, I, I was like, I kind of know that song, but I don't know. It was so it was something probably that John. Anyway, it was lovely. It was lovely and it was sad. And then it also made me feel hopeful because I was like, there are all the grownups in the room. they're out there There they are and they're talking and they're because in this one of the things that is making everything so heightened for everybody is be and really forbes just had a story on this business insider in times of unknown and entering now our fourth or fifth month with this been okay Mm -hmm. fifth month and all of this when times are are of uncertainty. Sh- uncertainty. People are more believe are more apt to believe kooky stuff. Yeah, because it is a way to have instant hope. Maybe it's like kind of instant gratification. Let or me something find it. Let me find it. Find right Let me word. find it. Let me find it. Because I know everyone's kind of. No one is immune to this. We're all going through this together. And the and 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 in Forbes, it's like this perfect. They said they describe it as a perfect storm of uncertainty. So when people feel a lack of control or powerlessness, people seek out explanations for why what's going on is causing us to feel this way. And people connect dots that aren't there. Yeah. In the it's absence of fact facts. comes conspiracy. That's right, Holly. And so, you know, it, it, for me, I just felt, okay, look at there. Things are not, because sometimes I let my, my I go sometimes down. Sometimes you've been, a, you've gone yeah. down that path sometimes. But, yeah, but everyone does. Not a, not a not like conspiracy. Right I'm talking about feeling hopeless. And mm. like whenever, like over the last week. On the one day that I was home, I did. There was some stuff that was with John Lewis, and I, he was so inspirational in everything that he talked about and that he did. And look at all the uncertainty and all the stuff he went through. So I'm just thinking, we can get through this because I think most people are not on that fringe, but it's still like a good 20, 30% of people yeah. connect dots in the without looking at the facts, you know, and. I don't know. It just, it made me feel hopeful at the same time I'm bawling as I'm ironing some cotton shirts. No, and it gave you <laughs> gave you inspiration to talk me off the ledge when I got to work. Yes, because I mean, you were thing. on the. You no, were. it's just a time. Everyone's going through it, and today the governor announced what's going to happen with schools. I did not read it, so I don't know what's happening yet. But I know a lot of parents and family members and have been tuned in. Wisconsin made Wisconsin mandatory mass. Mandatory mass starting this Saturday, you guys, which I think is good because they're right here. Yeah. Um. So that was good news. I thought. Yeah. Um, and, um, yes, there's just a lot going on, and a lot of people have their minds everywhere. We can say that Governor Walz said today that Minnesota is taking a, quote, localized, data-driven approach to reopening schools. All right, so the Hollywood speak on that. It's going to be up to, gonna, the up to the individual districts, districts to make their decisions. That's mm-hmm. right for their district, and probably with what their teachers feel and their parent and the parents. And I, maybe it'll be a combo, a hybrid. Yeah, we'll see. That's kind of what it's. I think people are hopeful for that. Well, they're hopeful for that because other countries have done yes. that, and so they're trying to figure out how they can get like kids in self-contained, be a pod of kids going just staying, and realizing that kids need that too. 
kids need to go to school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. uh, But that's that is the Hollywood speaking. Mm -hmm. Walls, right. All right. Listen, um, when we come back, it's three stories we can't get enough of. We adore you, Harry Styles, every day, all day long. Watermelon sugar. (laughs) Oh, please. Somebody get working on that Mick Jagger movie role for Harry to just play him in something. We could use more Harry Styles right now. Everyone could use more Harry Styles. I think so. We could use a little bit more Harry. I mean, Italy with his mustache. Mustache. So so amazing. (laughs) Jeez. I am just a sucker for that whole look. Okay. So we pretty much knew, and Roger Friedman from Showbiz 411 is reminding us that on June 15th, the day that um, uh, the Governor's Ball and HBO canceled their annual gala on June 15th, Roger Friedman said, that's it. The Emmys will be virtual in September. There's no way it'll happen, you know. And so anyway, they have the Emmys. And the production team have made it official, and Variety got the letter and printed it today. <laughs> it seems so silly. It's like such a da. I know. It's such a da that the Emmys won't be live. Right. Right. Okay. So here's the letter. Dear nominees. Okay. <laughs> and then it goes on. Congratulations. We're delighted and honoring. Um, uh, as you've guessed, we're not going to be asking you to come to the Microsoft Theater in downtown <laughs> L.A. on September 20th. But it's still our biggest night out, and we're going to come to you. Blah, blah, blah. Fantastic. Okay, th- we're I still g- want the drive-through no. red carpet. But listen <laughs> to what they're addressing now, because okay. remember, this is going to all nominees. We're all, at this time, we're all taking an opportunity to create a moment that's more relaxed, more entertaining. What's- and also for the millions at home. Do you see the cell job? That it's still television's highest honor. And, you know, in other words, we... I we mean, need some people to watch network television, people. So You're an essential part of the story. So what does that mean for September 20th? What does it mean? Well, Julia, here's Tell what me, they write in the letter. because I'm going to put it on my calendar. What does that mean? They want to assure the nominees we are assembling a, top, a top-notch a top team of technicians, producers, and writers to work closely with Jimmy Kimmel and with you and your team to make sure that we can film you at your home or wherever you're going to be. We're going to make you look fabulous. We're bringing our glam team. We're bringing the lighting. We're exploring the cutting edge of technology to allow good, to use good cameras and lighting and look forward to working with you to produce your unique on-screen moments. So they're reassuring them, hey, we're going to come in your home or whatever hotel suite or what, whatever idea. Can you imagine how much work this is going oh, to be no. for the producers? No. A ton. Tons. A ton. A ton. Because every single person nominated is going to have to have different something. Different demands, yes. different ideas well, of what they think is going to be fun. If they win, they're going to have... I mean, who knows if they're going to do the Zoom screen probably of everybody sure. in a nominee category. You know, because like The View does. Yes. Or that's how I think they'll do the winners. Um, I, what I, but then they go on to say, now this is a thing that is... Striking the fear of everyone's heart, and they're probably maybe everyone's glad to be brainstorming about what their look is going to be for the Emmys. So, what are you wearing? <laughs> Five question marks. This is in the letter, you guys. No, it isn't. Okay. It is. What are you wearing? Our informal theme for the night is 
Come as you are, but make an effort. <laughs> Put on pants as the Hollywood speak. This is speak. the new black tie. <laughs> Come as you are, but make an make effort. Make an effort. If you want to be in formal wear, we'd love that. But if you're in the UK and it's 3 a.m., perhaps you want to be in designer pajamas and record from your bed. Well, what about your just crummy stuff? Yeah. Okay, we want to work with you to style your moments, but we want you to guide us on your level of comfort, where you want to be, who you want to be with, and what you want to wear. Is this just <laughs> hysterical? Mm-hmm. In the forthcoming days, our people will be reaching out to you to start talking through all the details. And remember, come as you are, but make an effort. Again, I'm trying to count, put on pants. Put I'm on trying pants. to count how many Emmys they give out in the Primetime Emmy Awards. It's quite a bit. It is, because just in programming alone, there's comedy, there's drama, there's limited series. Well, you know what I like about all there, this extra work? It's going to employ some people below abs- the line that have yep. been out of work. Yep. That's right. That is, it'll take double And maybe the stylist the can get a job too right now so they can go in and style people and the makeup artist can have a job. So it is going to employ, you're right, quadruple the amount of people. But I did like the idea, Julia, of your drive-by red carpet. Yeah. Really, of putting people in little Pope mobiles and I then just driving them down. I could do a parade in golf carts. <laughs> I mean, I would, just to see everybody, it I would be so I think there's going to be pre-taped stuff like that. I still want Jimmy Kimmel to ask Brad and Jen to do some kind of a spoof, some kind of an SNL type of skit, or even if like they, if they both went pretending creep. they see them or something, just something, yeah. just something to play off of that natural. He's interest. so clever, though. He, he and every time he hosts it, and it's he's brilliant. friends with both of those guys. Yeah, he can get something yeah. really fun happening. But anyway, I do. I'm, I'm keep... glad he is the person in charge, and it's not like a we're not having an announcer year. Oh, yeah, that would have been a disaster. That, it would have been a disaster. So I'm yeah. glad, because he makes everything fun. Yeah. He has a way. And he's gotten, oh, got away from whatever the yep. thing that he was involved in. Yep. But here is the one he's thing. He's gotten away from the trouble for the summer. Yeah. He'll come back the, in the fall. Uh, that stuff from a show yeah. from 15 years ago, which, you know, I, I mean. Anyway, so one of the things, though, because in the time of our informal theme is come as you are, but make an effort. That's which, my that's favorite line. hysterical. <laughs> yes. So one of the things, because for most of modern history, we have abided by the social contract that people do not go out in their pajamas or their house clothes or, you know. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
slippers or, you know, we don't like that's not how and particularly well, especially um, here, because if you know the rich and famous and the celebrity and all of that, but a lot of people would never be seen, you know, like I they just would like I just remember my mom, we we don't leave our house in pajamas. Well never. Okay, so until but, recently. But no, yeah. but <laughs> by the mid to late aughts, Slobovian dressing was very much coming into fashion. And I will say We're what sh- all the Hollywood people were doing were wearing Uggs. Well, well, not even that. I'm talking about wearing shower slippers to the airport and really dressing slobby. And basically, you'd get the black bar over your eyes, fashion yes. police and any Is of the this thing. A tour but thanks to coronavirus pandemic, wearing the sloppy crap loud and proud is now what the... Uh, famous people are doing everywhere they go. Uh, let me give you some examples. We'll call it COVID core. Okay. For fashion. All That's, right. uh, um, celebrities and one stylish uh, people are emerging as if uh, they've been laying in bed like Grandpa Joe and uh, Willy Wonka. Cara Delevingne dined out in LA last week You wearing shower shoes and tube socks. Scarlett Johansson wore head-to-toe sweats with you know, the Adidas shower slides and uh, a lot of tie dye. Tie dye's hot right now. Yeah, I'm yeah. wearing a tie dye shirt now. Yeah, right right now. It's so hot but right now. But a high dye top, not a high dye bottom. Anyway, and bicycle shorts. Oh gosh, I wear those too. Oh, yeah. This oh, is yeah. Holly's. Mm-hmm. If you, bike, you bike to work, Holly. Yes, you have a reason. If you bike to work, that is a, a 100% what right. you should be wearing tie dye and bike shirts. I'm right. just saying that, um, you know, COVID core fashion has replaced this- nice. Being dressed nice, little dresses. Yeah, and I think shorts I and... think everybody accepts everybody's just doing the best they can. No, I think yep. what it is is everybody's got uh, you know their version of a hot tamale wine belly. Is that <laughs> well? You think about because not having to wear a suit for four or five months, and you're not filming. And I mean, I just think everybody's waistlines have just gotten a little, you know generous with themselves <laughs> and people are wearing for comfort right now <laughs> my waistline it. is just more generous right now <laughs> right. i'm more comfortable with myself all right when we come back we're going to talk about oh dear oh, yeah. we can't even talk about what we're going to talk about because it's that well we are going to take calls though holly i'm oh. warning you we never we, do have, this. we have a phone number 651-641-107 oh my oh my camilla cabello that's a perfect sign my, for oh my Topic. Finally, finally, the uh, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills jetted off to Roma, and um, we knew in, 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 in before this aired that Denise Richards would not be enjoying this episode because uh, we knew that we were getting to the Bravo, Bravo, bleeping Bravo moment that's been teased. The Brandy Glanville, how you know that she and uh, Denise Richards had sex. We saw it all play out last night on the uh, second night in Rome. Yes, we did. Call us if you're Team Brandy, Brandy or Team Denise. Denise. And what's our number? Because Lori, it's been so long. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. I had we to ask hear you. Julia he the did. phone number today. Yes, me. Oh, Lori. So last, <laughs> here's what I'm going to say. Okay. If Brandy is lying, I'm Team Denise. And if Brandy is telling the truth, I'm still. 
Team Denise. So, Just, at, so at the beginning of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, we kind of saw teases of what was going to be happening. We've been we've known about this for several months, but the hype of it add it, it uh, uh, the hype of it. It, it it all came together. I mean, I just was like, I was just like, my so mouth was dropped. So we found out, so Brandy Glanville, who used to be a housewife, who's Eddie Cibrian's ex-wife, who is a potster extraordinaire. And a liar. And a liar. Told told some of the ladies two weeks ago that... Um, one week ago. All right, one week ago that she had... Told two ladies, Kyle Richards and Teddy Mellencamp, and she just happened to be in the car, mic'd up as Kim Richards went in the house said, well, Brandy's waiting outside. She said that she had um, a lesbian affair with Denise Richards. Well, I don't know. She didn't even say that. She just said uh, we had sex. Well, okay. fine. I, I mean, they I'm just saying. Right. But the, the girls, Teddy, Teddy was like, really, she looked grateful, mostly because the producers maybe set it up so that she has a chance of keeping her damn diamond. For next year, which means her job. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she's basically, I mean... The hate that she's got to be getting today because I thought it was so. So they confronted Denise last night. The, the very first, first night, night when all Rome. the women get to Rome, they're having fun. They actually stayed in the city and not out in the country. But, but that's what the Beverly Hills housewives uh, do, Julia, is that they do the gang up. We've seen it happen with LVP. We saw it with I Yolanda wish we had some Hadid. We, I mean, here, I, the thing is, the thing is, is that. I, I like I said, I'm team Denise either way. It doesn't matter to me uh, if she and Brandy got it on. The thing with Brandy is that she is a known liar. I mean, just in last week's episode, she apologized to Adrian. I have a whole new Maloof. head on my body, Maloof. Um, <laughs> apologized to her. For starting the story, telling the story that she knew to be true, which was that Yolanda had uh, her children via surrogate and faked her pregnancy. She apologized to her. So we know she lied about that. I mean... So what happened is... Nobody's calling us. Well, 651-641-1071. But I'm just trying to explain. So what happened last night was that Teddy Mellencamp confronted Denise Richards about this. I heard from Brandy Glanville. First, she started out slow that you said Erica was a cold-hearted bitch. And I thought, well, what's wrong with that? She is a cold-hearted biatch. Mm -hmm. I mean, she... When we saw her at Craig's Holly... She radiated ice waves. She's just an icy cold. That's her thing. And then she, so it was like a game of telephone. Like you learn that in in Girl Scouts. Mm -hmm. When one person relays something else to you, it always gets lost with the very very first person you share. So Teddy goes, and then you said that so when Lisa Rinna couldn't be trusted, and I thought, that is true. Right. But, you know, and Denise is like, no, I never said. And so she's repeating all these things she hears from Brandy, who she doesn't know and hasn't been hanging out with. And Denise is just like going, no, I, I did not say that. And just confronting, confronting, confronting. And then and it came finally out. she let it out and she said, you two, Brandy said you two had sex in Montecito together. And I mean. And she goes, are you bleeping kidding me? Now, you guys know I'm going through some stuff. I'm being Denise Richards right now. It has nothing to do with any of us. It has nothing to do with this show. 
I'm going through stuff. Like, leave me alone right now. And then she says the powerful bravo, 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 bleeping bravo. And what does that mean? That is me. What it what it means is supposedly it's like, um, you know, cut the camera. We don't want that in uh, blah, blah, blah. So she used. And- she used that phrase, and we've seen it in flashback clips. So, so Denise Richards was clearly upset that she was being, you know, attacked, really, on the first night in Rome. They all got there, and she said, please do not air this. Please, that's not true. That's not true. So she was just pleading with everybody. Here's what I know, Julia. All okay. the ladies are silent on social media. Mm-hmm. Something just happened. What? Um, co-star Denise Richards likes shady tweets about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills co-stars Lisa Brenna, Tony Mellencamp, Erica Jane, and Kyle. Yeah. So. No, no, no. There's no, lying no. going on. There's lying going on, and I am and just going to say that, um, and here's another thing, Julia. If Brandy doesn't lie, then that means Kyle pooped in her pillow in Amsterdam, oh. because that was a that was a Brandy Glanville uh, story that she told. If Brandy doesn't lie, that means Kim was doing meth in the bathroom all those years ago. Mm-hmm. And then Kyle, um, uh, oh, and then if Brandy doesn't lie, lie then LVP was screwing her personal trainer, and she and Ken are bankrupt and living in Calabasas. <laughs> and she's telling us she's not done any plastic surgery or anything wacko on her face. We have eyes. She tried to blame it on her makeup. And she had to apologize to jo- Joanna Kruppa publicly after Joanna sued her for lying and saying she had a smelly flower and she banged <laughs> Bohamada Hadid. I swear to, I I swear someone that. was just tuning yeah. in to us right now and wondering, what, what are uh, they what, talking about? What are we about? even talking about? We're talking about the real housewives of Beverly Hills. Well, we do have people on hold okay, who right. want to weigh in. Okay, all right. All right. On whether they're Team Denise or, or Team, team Brandy. Brandy. Right, oh, thank goodness. We're, we're, we're wondering. Wondering. You might have to look at it and say their name. Okay, let's <laughs> go. I forgot how to do this. It's Jennifer? been so long. Jennifer. All right. Jennifer? Yes, hi. 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 Everyday listener, longtime listener. I love you, ladies. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Are you Team Denise or Team Brandy? I am Team Denise all the way. I never miss one episode. I cannot stand Brandy. She is a liar. And I cannot stand Teddy. Oh, she's horrible. Her diamond needs to be revoked what? immediately. I want to know, though, because this is a feeling from a lot of people. Why don't you like Teddy? She's a manipulator. She does stir the pot. And... I just, boring. I just got that feeling from her. She's just, she's just, she's not a good person. Yeah, and you know what else she hasn't given us, Jennifer? Hmm. She hasn't talked her dad into giving even a two-minute cameo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be John Mellencamp's daughter, and that's really the only reason you were cast, I mean, do your housewifely duty and get your dad on camera for at least, you know, two minutes. And find out why they broke up. With, why he broke up with Meg Ryan. What right. we really want to know. Thank you. All right, so we have one Denise. Oh, okay. One for Denise, zero for Brandy. Okay, Natina, are you team Denise or team Brandy? Hello? Hi, Natina. Hi. I'm team Denise. Um, Denise would have to be really dumb to spill all that to Brandy. No kidding. Or even, you know, do all that to Brandy. And then um, that one lady accusing her and just saying, you said this, you said this. That was so wrong. She should have said, did you say this? 
Oh, that's true. It came out so accusatory, if that's it, a word. I mean, was she was, very, it was a, an attack. Well, it, it's that's classic Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They have a way of ganging up, and Kyle's part of it, and mm-hmm. Lisa Rinna. I mean, Lisa Rinna has been friends with Denise for 20 years. And she it's kind of throwing her under Kenny the bus. could have had that conversation in another place. Yes. But she didn't want to because she's trying to keep her dusty diamond, which she knows <laughs> is ready to disintegrate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Natina. All right. Let's uh, talk to Shelly. Okay. Real Housewives Beverly Hills, Team Denise, Team Brandy. All right, Sheila. What do you think? Hi. Hi. Um, I am overall Team Denise. However, I've followed both Brandy and Denise on Instagram for quite a while. Yeah. And the story has been going on, and both teas have been spilled. And now that I see Denise's reaction on the show, mm-hmm. it does make me question because of the bravo, bravo, bravo. Right. However, Brandy is not relevant anymore. Right. And so I don't, like, forgive that she might want to just come back in the spotlight any way that she possibly can. Right. But yeah. you kind of have an inkling of a feeling of a maybe. Like It's a maybe. Okay. Sure. And, and you and, know, I, were you surprised when Sutton said last night, well, I'd heard this story before about Denise that, and Brandy, but I didn't think it would, who cares? It's none of my business. I was like, okay, give Sutton a diamond. Now she's, I finally, you know, I really, I love that about her. I hope she opens it up and then she can earn her diamond because if she brings it to the group, then she definitely earns her diamond because yeah. that was shocking to me too. Yeah. And do you like Garcelle? Cause Julie and I are really loving Garcelle. Oh gosh. I have an opposite opinion. I think she doesn't add anything to the show. Oh really? I don't. I just, I think she's a fascinating person, but I just, she's, she's never recently. She's been present with the group. Yeah. She's that, missed filming. She she's missed. She missed some stuff because yeah. she was doing coming to America. Right. Too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which I can't wait for, but no, she just wasn't present until now. And she's getting more involved in the storyline and the girls. So. Yeah. So and that, I thought she didn't add anything. And let me ask you one last question. Do you think Kyle is just pea green with uh, uh, jealousy over Dorit? Absolutely. Dorit is taking over with her gorgeousness and her fashion, her hair. And yeah, Kyle is being left behind as the center of the housewives. And and I think Dorit is taking over. Okay, thanks, Sheila. I'm dying because when Dorit had her glam squad glue the The pearls pearls on her forehead, on her hairline, I thought... She is everything, and I need to see these outrageous outfits from her. She's everything. And when she was tossing and turning at Trevi Fountain, and Kyle was being all, you know, making fun of her. But I thought, oh, Kyle, your jealousy is throw, go, going through. Because Dorit in that biker chic, I mean, she just she looked, looked like amazing. a fashion model. She did. And she knows how to speak Italian. I don't know what she's doing with that stuffed sausage piquet. There must be something in piquet's pants. <laughs> Okay. It could be in the front or it could be in his wallet. It could be but a stuffed sausage. There yeah. could be something there that she really yeah. likes. Anyway, I mean. He adores her. What's wrong with being with someone who just no, absolutely that, adores her? He adores her. He does adore her. And that's kind of cool. Anyway, so, well, I just, we had to, I just had, we had to ask. So people, people are team Denise Laurie. Because Denise is very likable. What you see is kind of what you get with her. Like, she throws her hair up in a bun. She's the least glamorous. Yes, she has a himbo husband who needs to keep his lip zipped. (laughs) Okay? 
No, no, she men, totally does. you don't want your husband or your boyfriend or your guy getting involved in your girl crap. Okay, that's just a rule whether you're on TV or not. <laughs> and you can take that to the bank. Take it to the bank. We'll right. be right back. Thanks, everyone, for weighing in on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Are you a Denise or are you a Brandy? Um, Watch What Happens Live was pretty... Are you team Denise or Brandy? Yes. I just want you to know that Teddy Mellencamp, an hour ago, announced um, her new cooking book. (sighs) You know, she's making as much as she can from her... None of the housewives, though. Kyle, the ones that really have crap in their hands. Kyle, Lisa Rinna, Teddy Mellencamp. They're not... They're very silent. They haven't tweeted anything since yesterday when they were like, watch us in Rome and Denise Richards is, is out. Because the, the the main thing I hated about how that all went down last night is like they have ganged up on Denise Richards all year long. First, they tried to do the mom shaming because she just said, hey, ladies, you know, I don't want my kids to overhear conversations about Three three sums or BJ's, and they drag that into. I mean, seriously, Julia, you didn't watch it all. Like over <laughs> six or seven weeks, okay? Like Doggy Gate last year, and then I felt like it was a sex shaming thing that they did with Denise because, yeah, I mean, what if she does have an open marriage? What if she is bisexual the way Brandy says that you know she is? It it. I don't know. I just feel like Denise Richards, people like her. Very much so. And she's a hardworking actor. And, I mean, look what she did when Charlie Sheen was, I mean, she stepped in for the drug-addicted mom of his other two boys and took them in. Yes. She's, I feel like. She's got a good heart and a good place. And I think if she really, like, wanted to know, maybe, you know, maybe she's not ready to have that conversation with her kids. You know, they're like in high school. She's got one that's in elementary school. Not everybody wants to be out loud about everything just because you've posed in Playboy or been married to Charlie Sheen or you were in Wild Orchids. You know, I feel like there's this. The way they came at her is really ugly. And there's a reason why all those ladies. Sutton doesn't have anything to be, uh, uh, she acted like a grown-up. She mm-hmm. and Garcelle may, I mean, they're even Dorit, you know, was just kind of, I don't know. I, I really think, uh, I, I just, I, I'm Team Richards either right. way, whether it's true or not. Now, how many more episodes do we have Richards, this is over? And Kyle Richards used to have a blog, and she was, when she was on the side of Brandy telling lies about her, Boy, was she all over. If you go back and look at any of her blogs, Brandy Glanville is a known liar. Because the one that really upset her was, you know. The, the lie she said about her sister. That and that she pooped in a pillow, on her pillow in okay, Amsterdam. We have to move on. Okay. We have to move it's on. Like, it's like a mint. Yeah, right. Okay. Honest to Pete. <laughs> Julia, I, How many more episodes are this season? Do you know? They, are I we believe close to the reunion? They've already taped it. Well, right. Lisa Rinna wasn't happy with it because there was some tweets that uh, came out from her. So, you know, Andy is very good at his reunion. He backs up all the stuff. Anytime someone says they didn't say that or they weren't involved, they played the clip. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a really well-produced show. I Somebody suggested Andy... Cohen should do one presidential debate because he's so good at uh, calling out the facts and stirring the pot. Yeah, yeah he is. He is. But uh, so anyway, the other TV show that I did want to just catch up on from being gone was 
because I know you're obsessed with it this season, Yellowstone. Oh, so good. Just because it makes us Holly, go home so to Montana. Good. You know what? It's, it's, a, it's so soapy, soapy in the <laughs> most perfect way. And um, I did. I was like, oh, Montana. I was in Montana a week ago. Oh, I'll watch Yellowstone. So beautiful. And uh, do some ironing because all the exteriors are filmed in downtown Bozeman. Yes. And it is a hot storyline this season. The big corporations are coming in, trying to take Buy over, up and, all the, and land. the people are trying. To, and this, in real life, is what's happening. Not big corporations, but so many for years. The development of that city. My sisters have lived there thirty-five yeah. years at least since like nineteen eighty-four. Um, whatever the math is. So we've been going there our whole life. It feels like, and so the change in the development. And both of, you know, one of my sister's a teacher and the other one's in, in building. Yeah. And so they're both benefiting more kids, more building is going on. They've just been booming for so long there. Yeah, but it's the story about corporations yep. versus development, booming. pristine, development, land. I mean, we've got it going on up in the Boundary Waters with, uh, what is it, Twin Metals. Yes. Ripped from the headlines. Yes, it kind of is. So that is... Is interesting. Keep because, our serene area. We don't want the big people coming in. And John in. Dutton, who owns the biggest ranch, he's kind of like a Ted Turner character in Yellowstone. He is My played by Kevin, Kevin Costner, Costner. And it's a beautiful supporting cast of great looking people. I love the addition of Josh Holloway, Beth's character, um, when she says to the Josh Holloway character, whatever his name is yeah. in the, on the show, at because there he wants to build an airport mm-hmm. get the land to build an airport so they can just basically build a whole city and she's trying to buy up all the land as much as possible and drive down a stock doing some other things and when he left after they had this whole hilarious conversation about trout she said you're the trailer park and i'm the tornado yes she did i mean is that yes, she a great soapy line it, it, you're right or what and then the other great line was when the they were the cowboys and oh holly the good looking cowboy oh. snacks in this show mm. and, and they're doing they're doing Cattle wrestling, horse riding. I mean, they're barrel riding. You're You're really immersed into like the whole cowboy with the ranch. Yeah, and the bunkhouse where all the ranch hands are, and they're having that party. And that old the guy who looks like Sam Shepard. Yep, he's kind of like the oldest. Yeah, the oldest uh, ranch hand on the Dutton Ranch, and he says to Beth um, about who they are as people, and he says, "You're either born a willow." Or an oak. That's no right. two ways about it. Oh, that is some wisdom right there. Did a tumbleweed just go by his ankles when he said that? Is that going to be our that? state fair shirt? <laughs> Are you a willow or an oak? Oh, I just loved it. You're the trailer park and I'm the tornado. Anyway, great, they, great show this season. Um, I can see why Kevin Costner did so many interviews. Oh, man. We caught him every morning. He, he was up. really yep. promoting. And who doesn't want to talk to Kevin Costner in June, two months into the pandemic? And this show has been cable's biggest, highest rated uh, show because, you know, it's on on Sunday nights. And they're really and it's new. It's new programming. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very... Well, that's a know, good show, people. The, we got a sneak peek of a new show that's happening in September, and that's Ryan Murphy's prequel to Nurse Ratchet, who was in One Flew, Flew Over, Over the, the Cuckoo's, Cuckoo's Nest. Nest. And uh, it's going to come out on September 18th on Netflix. 
And, uh, you know, his regular actress, Sarah Paulson, is going to be Mildred Ratchet. I kind of love how he has house actors. Yes. I mean, he really, he's like a studio. Mm-hmm. He relies on the same people and fills it in every year, but he has his main characters and gives them work. I absolutely love but that. But he must give them great writing oh. and great characters, otherwise they wouldn't keep doing it. No, he gives mm-hmm, them right? work and they trust him and... um this will be interesting so to me. Okay, tell us the The pre- series friend. begins in 1947 when Mildred moves to Northern California to start work at a prestigious psychiatric hospital where new and unsettling experiments have begun on the human mind. She presents herself as the perfect image of a nurse, and the wheels are turning as her stylish exterior belies a growing darkness right under her surface. Mm-hmm. So it's before she meets Randall, you know, the one for the... Anyway, so that's a, September 18th is when that'll be happening. That should be good. Yeah. I All right. It will be. All right. Listen, we will be back. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar... Or pie made with fresh, cosmic, crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.